This week's episode is brought to you by Rummy Labyrinth, the trickle-down economics of Vanguard sets. One is clearly better than the other, and we both know which one you're going for. Rummy Labyrinth, because Boucherode hates the circus. Hey everybody, welcome to Nexus at Night. I'm Atlas. And I'm only Matt. And there's no Gabe again this week, which... Uh, Rest in peace, Gabe. Yeah, I. It happens, honestly. It's it, I'm not really like you know too concerned. Dis, despite his uh, that, none of us should have lives, and we should only want to ever record podcasts. Yeah, exactly. And like, actually, when I first started this podcast, I was looking up like what to do to start a podcast, and a lot of the things are like have pre-recorded episodes so you can miss a week. And I never did that. I did it once where we once. Re- we recorded two in a row. And then we just took a week off, but like we are, we are the worst. Yeah. It's like that thing where it's like we're parents and we're figuring it out one step at a time, except there's nothing good that can come from this, I guess. Uh, (laughs) There's nothing good that comes from being a parent, I'd imagine. Yeah. Touche. Um, Anyway, so today we were talking about the newest character booster, uh, the Rummy Labyrinth Under the Moonlight which features Grand Blue and Pale Moon. Um, so, yeah, it, it, uh, it features Am and Luna, who both play those clans. And It's a good pairing. Yeah. Oh, Am and Luna, yeah. Well, like, romantically or just as characters? What, what, ignore it. You don't need to ask questions about it. You, you push too far. <laughs> okay, whatever. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right, um... And then also, uh, the new ban list was revealed in Japan. Uh, I feel like we should talk about that because we don't really, we don't need to devote a full episode to it. So what happened? Okay, so they Bushiroad revealed the new limit or you know restriction list for Japan, and uh, no things were taken off of it. But was put what was put onto it was Hetero Dragon, the G guard for Gear Chronicle that like puts the card back in deck is now at one. Mick the Ghostian family, the stand trader that when called from drop, you can hollow it and give plus 10k somewhere. Uh, and then when it dies from hollow, you shuffle it back in, is now at 1. And 7C's Helmsman Nightcrow is also now at 1. Right. So, I guess, let, let's just start with a uh, head around. Yeah. This is, so, it was created for story purposes, right? Like, yeah. They're like, we need a way for Chrono to screw over Demiurge, so we're going to create this card that shuffles his opponent's deck yeah. on his turn. And then it's like, well, now, any trigger you get against Gear Chronicle is kind of like whatever, because all your triggers could just instantaneously be gone. Yeah, and then the worst part is that it can block it can block one attack while preventing another. Oh, yeah. Um. The, the, like, Denial Griffin, when it first got revealed, people were like, oh, shit. But mm-hmm. the thing with Denial Griffin is it only works on rear guards, and it only kills the thing that is attacking. Yeah. So, in hindsight, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That That's very Kagero. But header around, you can go, all right, G-guard, header around, and then throw down a 10k and spin that rear guard over there, because fuck you. Yeah, you're like, oh, that, uh. that booster? Get it out of here, or that... Uh... You know, just whatever you want, just gone. Like any anything that has to do with restanding, like which is pretty much any clan now where mm-hmm. their multi attacks are king, uh, it it really hurts a lot. Um, yep. 
the worst part was I remember playing against somebody with Aqua Force, and every time they header rounded a rear guard, the card that I called off the top was always a perfect guard. With, like, without fail. Three games in a row. I was like, fucking... He header rounded me twice one game, and it happened both times. I was like... So, yeah. another difference from these cards, right, is that they have, um... Like, Denial Griffin, you mentioned, is, like, kind of a similar effect. And it's Counterblast 1. Yeah. And the other Gear Chronicle card they made that was um, generic was Counterblast 1, your opponent bottom decks a bot- back row. Yeah. And they get to choose, I think. No, I think... Do you? I'm not sure. But... Uh, I mean... It, I, I don't remember who gets to choose, but the point is it's only a back row. Yeah. But this card is Soul Blast one. Which is very easy to do. Um, yeah. Heart Thumb Clone, Lucky Pod, Draco Kid, just... riding normally, uh, literally. Not convinced that this was, that this did much of anything. Yeah, because th- this is another example of Bushiroad kind of missing the point. Um, <laughs> like, TikTok was a great start. Awesome. Erwitar is like kneecapping the wrong guy and then head around is stepping on the person's foot instead of kneecapping them like you're supposed to. I mean, Konafang is tier one apparently, so. It's not tier one, it's just doing no, well. I'm joking. I'm joking. I know. But just like it. No, if it tops, it's automatically tier one. Oh, That's yeah. how it works. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Well, anyway, the sarcasm aside, it, um, like, head around was only really run at two anyway, so, like, this does what like the idea of baiting the header around is a little easier, I guess. But I mean, people in Japan were running it like upwards of three at one point, but oh, yeah. In but the, yeah, it's not like now it's like okay, your opponent has exactly one, but if most games are all tried, then you know all like games are fairly pretty much our games are pretty much decided by seconds right at this point. Yeah. And like, if if not earlier, <laughs> unless your name is Luar, then it grinds out forever. But right, um, but head around first of all doesn't even do anything to Luar because who cares? Yeah. Um, and secondly, like one is still pretty devastating. Yeah. No, it it, it is definitely an unfair card in general. Um, and it was made in conditions that aren't really befitting of uh, of. You know, good game design. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just oh, we need a card to uh, screw over this other card that already sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Just like what? (laughs) Christ. Okay. Uh, Story cards, man. Story cards. All right. That's 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 head around. Next thing, Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones over here. Um, Mm. So, honestly, okay. So Night Rose is probably the best deck in the meta. That's debatable, but. Um, what was interesting about it is they also had on your turn shenanigans, either with, uh, Skeleton Cannoneer or, Mick, uh, you know, Mick the Ghostian family, wherein, uh, their G-Guard could kill off, you know, Cannoneer, Negrolazy, or the Ghosty, and then Night Rose's GB2 would allow you to call stuff back and either kill off something to draw a card or give 10k to your Vanguard, etc., um, I think either this or Rough Seas Banshee needed to go, or like you know get get uh get hurt a little bit because um. I, I, another thing that I've seen Night Rose players do is they'll pull out like you know with their Gauss turn 
they'll pull out four Mixedosties and then just put them all back at once, so now you have four triggers in your deck. <laughs> um, yeah. I'll make a 51k Nightstorm or something. Yeah, exactly. Or, or just whatever it is they're doing. But the 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 point is, it's like, I, I'm okay with this one. What about you? Yeah, this is completely reasonable. Yeah. Um, like It was very obvious that Night Rose was going to get hit in some way. And the other cards individually are not really... It doesn't really make sense to hit them. Like, the... The major engine that Night Rose decks rely on are Necrobone, Necrolazy, and uh, and Nightstorm. Yeah, like this is like the trio, uh, kind of very akin to how Gear Chronicle runs. That you know makes the deck consist, uh, makes the deck work. And like there are cards that you clearly cannot hit. Like you cannot touch Grenache because the deck is unplayable without Grenache. Yeah, and I, I've I've seen people go. Well, why don't they just hit Cannoneers so they can't Denial Griffin me on their turn? Like, that's that's missing the point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like putting putting it at one. Like, if you're getting flicked in the forehead over and over, banning Cannoneer is you know chopping off the index finger. Hitting. To be honest with you, you know, when Cannoneer plays are made, they're so expensive counter that like what, I don't even twice? like. Yeah, because like Lily is one. Yeah. Right, and the Cannoneer is another. Yeah. And this is not counterblast or getting back. Oh, true. So, like, I don't even care for the most part, like that they're just gonna lose two counterblast immediately and go into their turn with two counterblast. Like, that's not scary. Yeah, the the, the scary thing is like if if you're about to go like again the example of Aqua Force. All right, I'm going in with my 12k title assault. Oh yeah, my Night Rose is 21k base now. Son of a bitch. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, the lazy play where they're like, all right, um, pop my lazy in back row, call it, you know, call it behind Vanguard or some shit, call a Mick, ten k to my Vanguard is like really, like okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then and then like putting it putting it at one is fine. I know I, I've heard I've talked to some Bramble players that are just like I'm just gonna run eleven crits now. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, no, guess that's I mean, guess that's your prerogative. But yeah, and and like I think that Mick was. I think Mick and Crits are. I think Mick is a better than Crits for sure. Yeah. But I don't think. I think Crits are still insane. Well, like, yes. Crit triggers end game so fast, and this deck has no reason to run draws. Obviously. Yeah. Like Grand Blue has always been a very heavy crit deck, and this is just like, all right, so we have eleven crits in one Mick, and this Mick can just make still make really good plays. Yeah. You, you don't you don't run it because it's a stand. You run it because it's Mick. Yep. Um. Yeah. Well, I guess that's enough of that. And then lastly, Seven Seas Helmsman. So Bushirod has been trying ever since the deck came to be uh, to try and kill this grade one Seven Seas Rush deck. And it just won't die. And I th- I don't know what's going to happen now. So, uh, h- h- like, what what do you think of this? Okay, so you, I think this should have been hit the deck, last time. right? Yes, I have yeah. the deck. Okay. Uh, this should have been hit last time. Nightcrow was clearly the issue. Mm-hmm. Like from like from like Nightrunner doesn't really do that much without Nightcrow. Mm-hmm. Nightcrow is clearly the problem and was the problem last time because you know you're just like all right call for call free for bunch whatever don't care like these act calls that you know give you a booster that make I your think, uh, spinal huge. Yeah, yeah. So I think that if you hit this last time, then I'm not sure that runner's a problem. Mm-hmm. But they just decided that they wanted to hit Runner, assuming that people would play the 7 Cs deck, you know, straight up. Like, 
I'm going to play for Nightmare Stride. I'm going to play yeah. some of Plagaton. And I'm going to play like the night, the new Nightmare Strides are going to make in Rummy yeah. and the Nightmare Stride from Fighters Collection. And it's going to be like normal, right? And then it wasn't. And then people can't be trusted because people are dicks. It's like. Well, why would you? Like. Yeah. No, I know. It. The. Uh, like, I, I originally under. Like was okay with the Night Runner band or Night Runner acts the first time because Mason Clark, hi Mason, uh Science of Vanguard explained that uh Night Runner doing the Mill Four thing was the equivalent of drawing four cards. It's isn't isn't mm-hmm. like there's the chance of milling triggers is very big. Yeah. Um but also in the deck out uh like the speed of deck out is very big. Yeah. But, like, if you hit Nightcrow originally... It would have slowed think, it down. Well, what do you do when you call Runner? What do you what do, what do you do? What are you calling Runner for if you don't have Nightcrow? Yeah, true. Like, it just doesn't matter. <sighs> and, like, you can't, even, you can't retire them for Slash Shades. You, like, you still have to have Grade 1 somewhere. Yeah. Like, it, the deck is just gone if you hit Crow immediately. Yeah. And they just didn't want to do it because they wanted Crow to be legal for the Seven Seas deck. But if your goal is to have a restriction list that's as small as humanly possible, which I think it should be for any game, mm-hmm. then you just hit the problem card to begin with. Yeah. And I think there's enough grade ones for a legit Seven Seas deck where it doesn't matter now. I, I, I think that was the issue. Is that I, Well, so I guess in their defense, they didn't think the Seven Seas deck straight up would be playable at all without Nightcrow at the time. Yeah. And so now, once now that Rummy came out, they feel more comfortable hitting Nightcrow because there are more seven seas cards. cards. Yeah, that's true. And also, still have, having like one Nightcrow, if you're playing the straight up seven seas deck, like the Stride deck, that's still pretty. Like it's still you know useful. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. But you're gonna play the Mick. You're gonna play. You're, yeah. you're gonna play the Nightcrow. <laughs> like you're gonna play all these cards still. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I think yeah. Um, I think Nightcrow should have been like. I think it should have been hit before because I don't think Seven Seas, de- Seven Seas was like a real deck otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, I got uh, you. Uh, I, mean, I think it's like it's just worse than, Ro- than Rose in every way. Yeah. But I mean, I guess. Well, it didn't used to be. But just yeah. wants to keep decks open, I think that, is the idea. That's fair. Um, and then now for the last part, what's missing? Uh, I'll tell you what's missing. Where the fuck is Flogal Crit? Uh, well, they need to sell Aichi. Ugh. Damn it, that's true. And also, yep. this is a that's a that's a similar argument for uh, Belial not being there. Pe- people are losing their minds about not about like no Melon being there. That's probably not going to happen. But the um, the Belial thing, everyone is like, oh my god, Lord's going to run rampant. And I'm like, Lord never like it was topping a lot now, um, but it's not impossible to beat. Um, I mean, it basically forces more aggression at grade two. Yeah, because it's in, it's incredibly difficult to keep up with the blue art plus after, at one. It, like you either need to deny stride skill almost every turn. Yeah, or you need to um, like attack like attack heavily at grade two and not be thrown off by ten k's. Like yeah. with Luar decks playing like upwards of eight ten k vanillas, mm-hmm. you need to have grade two games that don't get immediate. Like you can't just play a bunch of nine k grade twos and be like, all right, now I just poke a bunch of grade two and be fine. This is not going to work. Yeah, no, you you, you got to like really hit hard out of the gate, which is really ironic considering uh, 
you know, Bouchard's trying to kind of force games to go longer with this GB8 thing. Well, no, the, the GB8s are supposed to end the game. Like, Bouchard's position has been consistent that they want games to end as they, like, about second stride. So GB8 are just for games that go too long. Oh, because so. these games that go to time and tournaments probably can be ended by GB8. Yeah. So that's their goal. The, their goal is that GB8s will just end the game like third stride, like almost, or third or fourth stride, like guaranteed. Ah, yes. The why won't you die syndrome. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Um, a lot of GB8s will be successful at doing that. Okay. Well, that's fine. I, I'm still pissed about the flow doll thing, but I, I see where you're coming from with the... Mm-hmm. I, I don't think... <sighs> with IT. If, if we think Flogal or, you know, the bla- like the Blaster Engine, etc. needs to be restricted, this restriction likely will not come until, uh, like, BT12 has, uh, GBT12 has hit. Yeah. Because they want time for GBT11 to sell... For tournaments, for a tournament cycle to happen, yeah. so we're probably not looking at a restriction of Flogal crit until next January. Ugh, what a pain in the ass. Okay. Um, if, if 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 needed, of course. Anything else you'd hit if uh, if given the choice or chance? Um, nothing, nothing out, nothing out, nothing else. But um, I do think that the restriction list will be more interesting when it comes to the West. So the West seems to have the idea that Night Rose is not good. Or not, or not, not as good as other stuff. Or yeah, not a problem. Yeah, and the, that's interesting because, like, because I, I don't know how many people are playing it or or le- actually putting in the time to learn the deck. Yeah, but the deck is very re- rewarding. Like the pl- the decision trees are very large, yeah. and there are, there are lots of um, flexible lines that Night Rose can take, which makes the deck I think much more difficult than other decks. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of decks, like once you enter the attack step, there's not much else that can happen. Mm-hmm. But with Night Rose, there's a lot of lines, even just in the attack step alone, and on placement of your stride. So you have to do a lot of thinking before you choose your stride, and you should probably do a lot of this thinking on your opponent's turn. Yeah. Because it's going to save you a lot of time in tournaments and elsewhere to think on your opponent's turn, and then when it comes to your turn, you'll have your turn, for the most part, um, you know, minus triggers and drive checks, etc., uh, mm-hmm. figured out. Gotcha. I I probably would have put Nedrobone on the list, but that might that might just be from getting beaten by James one too many times. Uh, <laughs> that card is very good, but yes. uh, I, I, again, I don't think it makes sense for it to be on the list. Well, not um, yet, anyway. Um, and I and so I and, I, and since nobody, well, almost I, I'm not going to say nobody. I'm going to say almost nobody plays the Great One Rush here. I'm not sure that Nightcrow will get hit. We'll see. All right. So I do think that. Oh, uh, what was the other one? Uh, Mick and uh, no, I do think head around will get hit here. Eventually. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, uh, after this time, tournament cycle, so probably after probably the en- near the end of June. Yeah, or early July. I can see that happening. Well, um, all this talk of uh, Grand Blue is a great segue into the set proper. Thank you for. Uh, letting us talk about that. I didn't feel like doing a full episode on it. So <laughs> here we go. Uh, starting off, we have the GR for Pale Moon, Parallel Megatrick Fairfield. So she, she, he, David Bowie. It's David Bowie. So uh, it's an androgynous looking Madam Orfello in a white top hat and stuff. So it's a stride with the Magia ability, act once per turn. GB3, Counterblast 2, choose a card from your drop zone and soul, and return them to your deck. Choose a card from your soul, call it to R. Until the end of the turn, it gets plus 10k and a crit. 
And then also the red text, you can act Soul Blast 2 until the end of the turn. This unit gets plus 5k, and this unit cannot be chosen by card effects. And Why is that act? I have no idea. Uh, at the end of the turn, put that unit into your soul. So uh, this thing is interesting. Uh, it is definitely not worth being a GR, I'll say that. But, uh, I like, Pale Moon's G-Zone is very kind of, like, haphazard. And the, the my big problem with this is, like, it's supposed to be a finisher, I guess, but, like, big power lanes like this, like, if you do this to your Dark Side Princess and, you know, put, like, with her own still, she's at 24, one G-Guard, that's it. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, it, it's it's something from an era... Like, if this came out, like, a year ago, year and a half ago, it'd be amazing, but uh, it's definitely behind the times, I think. I think it should not be Counterboss 2. I don't think so either, especially because our, like, Pale Moon has pretty much no unflip engine, so... Yeah. It's, uh, it's a very expensive effect for something that's probably not going to see a lot of payoff. Yeah, I, I think... Um... I I I I don't know how good this card is to be honest, and, but my intuition tells me that this card is um, not as good as Harry's Trade. Yeah, by I, a lot. I I did I think the uh, the thing where you can like give something. What's like the magic effect where you can't it can't be chosen by stuff? Shroud. Shroud. So, uh, giving it shroud is kind of cool because then you can go oh i'm playing against gears F- okay st- take that header around mm-hmm. take that denial griffin that's pretty cool but like i don't know it's just very situational i picked up a copy just to pick up a copy i don't, I don't think i'm gonna use it much sure so and yeah. like what sucks is like you want to use this with stand triggers i'd imagine yeah so but i mean four stand triggers is like not enough to like reasonably be able to trigger them so you want to be like six plus yeah and <sighs> i don't know that it, just feels really just, weak to me. it's too damn slow if it was GB2, it would be a little better, because then you can, like, G-Guard into it, and then you have a crit coming out first stride. That's kind of yeah. neat, but it's GB3, so... <sighs> what a shame. It, it's can't like... even new G-Guard into it, because they're all GB1? Exactly. Uh, Alright. So, turn. let's talk about a good GR. <laughs> yeah. The Pirate King of Redemption, Dragoot. Uh, so, Generation Break 2. <laughs> Suck it. Counterblast 2, and discard a card. And you choose up to the same number uh, of cards from your drop zone as the number of rear guards uh, that you have currently, and call them to separate rear guard circles. And for each unit with the hollow ability that was called, your opponent chooses one of his or her rear guards and retires them. Uh, and if your opponent has no rear guards, you draw a card. So this card's pretty sweet. Uh, this this card is very is going to be very important uh, for Night Rose in the Dragoon matchups, or in for, in the Lord matchups, uh, because keeping the, their field clear is a big deal. Oh, so they can't uh, stride skill on you? Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I they can't they can force a stride skill if they play a drag driver, but a very medium card. Yeah, if they um, the only person who does that is uh, this guy Kazuma. If you check out the Nexus Core YouTube channel, you can see his opinion on it. What Kazuma <laughs> Shoji keeps in his pockets. Anyway, continue. Uh, yeah. So this card is. I mean, I, I this is the real of this card and also give the um the grand blue deck something to do on the middle middle turns so they don't waste their second gash oh where, where you're just like well i can't kill you this turn yeah so i'm just gonna gain advantage and yeah. you know, be a cool guy um it seems like the best way to get uh 
like mileage out of this card would be to have two rear guards to begin with. So you call two more, but you don't have to call over anything. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah, so th- that's like where you get the most out of it, um, right? Unless there's, I yeah, guess, that seems pretty reasonable. Yeah, or, or if you have like a Tommy the Ghosty left over from your uh, G guard turn, you just call over. You're like, fuck it, I don't care. You have something behind Vanguard Circle for who knows what reason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> However, something got there. Mm-hmm. The um, yeah, this card's really good. Yeah, seems like, fine. It's a lot of advantage. Uh, I mean, it does what you want it to do. The, I mean, the cost is um, like the difference between Counterblast Two for Pale Moon and Counterblast Two for Grand Blue is that Grenache exists in only one of these clans. Yeah, and Grenache is so easy to use in Grand Blue, and like even if you made like a Pale Moon clone, like at end of turn, if this goes into Soul with the Magi ability, like Countercharge Two, yeah, like that would be really nuts. But they just won't give it to you because because it's I, I, too easy to call stuff. I, I w- yeah, I was talking to James about this, and he, and or today we were arguing <laughs> about <laughs> about like, can I please just get a better Countercharge engine? And he's like, well, it's too easy to call a field. I'm like, well. Like the the fact that your thing dies and you can just call it back again mm-hmm. is annoying, and you can do it turn after turn. Like if we what if we for us if it was like, you know, at the end of your turn if it's put in your soul, put it and drop counter charge to it, I would be totally okay with that. Sure, just anything, give me anything. Um, I don't. I, it's it's a pretty good gr. Uh, I want to see what the sgr looks like clicking around Let's see i think um like oh, from a design cool. perspective i yeah. think Bushiroad wanted grand blue and pale moon to be similar in some sense yeah and then they gave like but grand blue's resources like when you guard in pale moon cards don't go to soul exactly when you guard in grand blue cards go to drop zone which is exactly where you want them exactly um and so pale moon you just actually lose cards when you guard where grand blue you don't mm-hmm. and i think that this is like a really important aspect of how, like how much easier one is to do other one is how much easier what how much easier it is to do one of these things than the other yes and so like they try to make up for this by making pale moon call stuff faster with higher numbers yeah like pale moons like pale moon can call like 26k columns like very easily like it's yeah. pretty much a one card call right like you just call a 26 column yeah but 26 columns are no longer impressive. Exactly. And so the Pell Moon is kind of left in the dust. Preaching to the choir here. I'm looking at the yep. S, I'm looking at the SGR. It's pretty cool. So typically they have like instead of the flavor text, it's like this gold writing. It's like a pirate treasure map scroll, and then it says overcome despair and come forth. The future is here. Neat. It is pretty neat. Um let's see. Next thing. Uh, Silverthorn Dragon Master Venus Luthier. So Silverthorns got a stride. Uh, Generation Break Three. What is with Pale Moon and GB Three? It seems like like Bushi loves to just pack that on there. Choose two of your rear guards with Silverthorn in their card names and put them into your soul. When this unit attacks, you may pay the cost. If you do, this gets critical plus one until end of that battle. And then act once per turn. You can counterblast one. Choose a face down card from your G zone. With the same name as her, and turn it face up. If you have a heart card with Silverthorn, choose one card from uh, with Silverthorn and its card name from your soul, and call it to R. 
So the good thing is you can proc that GB3 second stride because you have to flip up a copy of her anyway. Um, and then also this helps Silverthorn with one of their big problems, which was getting shit out of the way. Uh, a, lo a lot of the stuff that comes out of the soul just kind of sits there on the board, either to be locked, retired, mm -hmm. bound, uh, and then you like lose your toolbox. This allows you to get your attacks off and then eat your stuff back up again and have a crit coming in for free, basically. Or, actually. Yeah, the problem I have with this is that kind of Silverthorn's, um, like, lifespan is kind of ending on second stride. Yeah. So, like, if you want, if, if um, how do I say this? I, if this, my, I think this made sense to be GB2, although it would gain a crit, be, be able to gain a crit first stride, but I think it'd be, like, really, really powerful. Yeah, and perhaps to like its act doesn't do that much, um, but a lot of Silverthorn is like battle phase calling. Yeah, and so just having more shit that your opponent has to guard for a stride would be like very advantageous mm -hmm. because the game is going to play a lot at grade two, and just having a powerful first stride would be very helpful. But I, I mean, I do think that it is pretty easy for this to get out of hand if it was GB two. So, yeah, just because first stride crit is really good. Yeah, either that or don't have the flipping up as part of the cost, but. I mean... <laughs> well, I mean, if you were going to make a GB2, just so you could yeah. first stride. Uh, we could G-Garden this. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know. Like, it's, it seems like Silverthorn's strength is its early game, so... Oh, yeah. Th this is kind of nice. Uh, yeah, a good stride. Um, next week, we'll be covering Pale Moon, uh, and we will have our good friend Ash here, so she will explain a lot of this in more detail, because I haven't played... Silverthorns in a long time. So, yeah. Uh, and my turn again. So, we have the Masked Phantom Harry, which I will forever now be calling as Harry Phantom. So, you have Harry Potter and Harry Phantom. Please. Uh, okay. So, he is uh, the, like, second strike. What, what do you call it now? I, I keep wanting to call it, like, the... I just call it Harry G. Harry G. That works. Um... So he, he has three skills. He's got uh, once per turn, GB2. Counterblast one, when your rear guard is put into your soul, you may pay the cost. If you do, choose a grade three card with the magic ability from your soul and put it into your hand. Uh, sec second skill is when this unit is placed on Vanguard, look at two cards from the top of your deck, put one card among them into your soul and put one on the bottom. And then Magia, Soul Blast 1, when your G-Unit strides during your turn, you may pay the cost. If you do, choose a card with the magic ability from your soul, call it to R, and at the end of the turn, put it, that unit into your soul. So... Uh, let's go one at a time here. So that GB2 skill where you can get stride fodders back into your hand is really, really good. Um, being able to, if you accidentally soul charge your, you know, like your grade threes or, uh, you know, if, uh, and this probably doesn't come up often, but if you rewrite with mega colony with this, and then you can just get the thing you wrote on top of back into your hand so you can just keep doing it, um, <laughs> It's definitely interesting, and mm -hmm. uh, it, it just allows you to have some kind of guarantee of getting stride fodders, which is very, very nice. Um, the second effect of, you know, on ride, top two, put one in soul. The, I love that they tacked that on there because it helps you build soul without having to commit anything. It's just, oh, cool, ride, thing goes in, thanks. And then the magic skill, this is where my, this is my beef I have with it. So, uh it seems like Blue Road is starting to lean more towards Soul Blast costs for, you know, the G 
iterations of stuff in general. And my problem with this is that you are basically uh, throwing out the baby with the bathwater with this. What? Basically, it means like it, while trying to solve one problem, you cause a bunch of others in that you, the thing, like your soul is where all your stuff is that you want. So mm-hmm. soul blasting typically is going to hurt you, especially earlier in the game when like you're meticulously building up to it and not a lot of your soul charge skills have gone off yet. Um, mm-hmm. It's a good thing that Cat Knight and Boots and Paratrooper and Periton exist, among others, that can kind of, you know, make up the slack of that stride skill, but just you're not really going to use it often. Um, if anything, a lot of this is just for the ride consistency, that GB2 and the soul building, which, again, is fine. Um, I do think there are some matchups that you'd rather ride one than the other, but they're... Like just having the name and the the ride consistency is good enough for me. I'm happy yeah. with this. Um, I, I think the card. I think the card is fine. I know James hates this card because he kept opening it in his boxes. <laughs> Sorry, James. Um, <laughs> it's also yeah. like the worst card in the set to open, or it's like one of the worst cards in the set to. Open. The Pale Moon Triple R's are the worst to open. Well, of course. Yeah, it's like it's uh, just like ugh. Yeah, he just kept. He opened like five of them or something out of eight boxes. I was like, jeez, poor bastard. It's your turn yeah. again. All right, so we have um, one of the one of the cards in the set that matters, uh, Diabolist of Corpse. What? This has what? You know, whatever. This uh, this name just sucks, but whatever. Diabolist uh, of Negra Corpse. Songer. Negra Songer. I love this art. So, <laughs> I, I think the name is really stupid. Okay, that's so. Fair. It has um, uh, it has a, an an end of battle. Uh, skill. So at the end of the battle, this unit attacked. You may pay cost, which is kind of bust one. Flip up um, a, a, a same copy in G zone, and then discard a card. And if you do, you look at the top four cards of your deck, put one of them in your drop zone, shuffle them breast back, and then choose a card in your drop zone, call it, and give it 5k for each face of card in your G zone. So this, you know, this first stride is just you know end of battle, call a guy plus 5k, or second stride maybe plus 15, plus 20k. Which and or you know really late in the game maybe you just give something plus forty k or something. That's fun. But, that, but at that point you would just stride the boat. Uh, yeah, this card is very good though. Like again, it kind of ha- it kind of fills a similar role as Dragoot, where the G the the G zone for Grand Blue was like very thin minus Gash previously. Oh, thin is in not a lot of good options. Yeah, because um, Night Rose you have to keep up two counterblasts for its skill like the entire time, which limits some uh, limits some plays. Yeah. But with this, you're just like, yeah, counterboss one. That's pretty pretty easy to keep up. Discarding a card, discarding a card is like almost not a cost in Grand Blue, and you call just some gigantic rear guard. I really like this filling like the second stride options for Grand Blue, because if you if you manage to get a first stride gash, like even like a de- you know a decent first stride gash, then this is still going to be plus fifteen k. Like going to call something with plus fifteen k, assuming you don't like that's not even assuming you g guard. Yeah, that's crazy. Which is pretty good. And if you G guard, it's plus twenty k. Like that's like that's a really powerful second stride option. Um, was it uh, Alvin? Our friend Alvin, not Root Beer, who you, you guys have heard. Alvin, different Alvin. Uh, recently got a hold of the deck, and he started using this as his first stride a lot, which I didn't understand. Um, because Gauche exists. That's like I'm gonna stop using uh, Metallica Phoenix. In uh, in places, I don't think uh, I don't think it's quite the same because Metallica Phoenix doesn't require really much of you, or yeah. Gash does. 
there are some situations where where you really just can't afford to gash for a strike. Oh, so like Nedrasoner does have the like uh, way of filling that. I don't. I don't know. Like I don't know well enough what the gap is between needing to stride Obadiah and in like being able to stride. Uh, like I don't know where Negersonger fits in between the oh I need to stride Obadiah and oh I can just stride Gash, um, like plays. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not sure. I'm, I, I I I don't know well enough where to say this lands, so I I can't criticize it. Yeah, I mean, I, it, I can just say that this is not this is not a it's not it's probably not ideal to stride this first. Yeah, but I mean it 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 has its role. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this card this card is very good. I think it's. It's a it's one of the best cards in the set for sure. That's saying a lot, or not? Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, so the other one is um, Night Rose G, the Vampire Princess of Starlight. Has hollow. Just it, it doesn't actually have an ability that needs it to be hollowed. It just has the hollow. Hollow. Ability. Yeah. Just just has hollow. M- much like uh, much like Big Belly G. The, yeah. Yeah. So it has GB two, and on Vanguard Circle or Rearguard Circle once per turn. Uh, when your unit is placed on another rearguard circle from your drop zone during your turn, you may pay cost, uh, which is Soul Blast 1. If you do, choose a grade 1 card from your drop zone, call to another rearguard circle in the same column as this unit. So basically, whenever you call something else, not itself, you can, you can Soul Blast 1 to call a grade 1 in the same column. And this will probably 90% of the time be a bone, maybe higher. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I don't know. But, uh... And its other skill is Counterblast 1, when, when your G unit stride, Counterblast 1, mill 3, and then choose, and by mill I mean put the, from the top of your deck into your drop zone, choose a card from your drop zone, call it, and if that unit has the hollow ability, give it 3k power. I think the stride skill is fine, but, like, so this is not the thing you want to ride. Because you miss out on the old Night Roses GB2. Yeah. But I think that this does have some play, um, and I don't, and I, and I haven't thought through the lines myself uh, because the lines are very long and it's hard to tell which are better. And it's a lot, it, it can, it's a lot of uh, guard calculation yeah. that, I, that I have not done yet. But uh, this does have some applications because it, what it basically does is it changes a a call from a counterblast to a soul blast. Yeah. So you still have to counterblast one to call this card, which I mean that's going to happen, right? And then you need to one if you can call another card, then you can soul blast one to call the card in the same column as this unit. Mm-hmm. So you can get another card. Like you, can, it changes a counter a, a call that would normally be a counter blast to a soul blast, which but it has to be a grade one. It has to be behind this card. So I don't know what the value is on that, and I haven't thought through the lines as far as from guard perspective. I um, know, I know that like sorry. Or from a like, I don't know which is more valuable, this or just going into Nightstorm as usual. You mean, oh, Nightstorm, the rear guard. Uh, yeah. I know that people are running this at like one or two. Uh, I think it's mostly just to like if you it, it slightly increases your chances of not miswriting. Mm-hmm. Just just so you can keep your Nedra bones live and stuff, mm-hmm. which is fine. Uh, yeah. If you don't write Night Rose, you kind of basically lose. Yeah. So I don't think it's as pertinent of a like in like ride consistency thing as you know Harry Phantom is to Harry Potter, but it's, yeah, uh, it, it it you know it's fine. I think I think almost all the time you're going to want to you're like almost 
I think all the time you're going to want to ride the old night res. Yeah. And I don't think the milling on the stride skill is as relevant. Is really that relevant? Yeah. Um, like, if you hit units that you need, it's good. But if you don't, it's bad. kind of not. It's 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 whatever. Like, if you mill three triggers, obviously it's bad. But like, if you mill like cards like just duplicates, is also not great. Like, mm-hmm. so I think I think the milling is not is not the important part of this. Like, the, the stride skills are the same. I think what you're really looking at is a GB2. And you want the old Night Roses GB2 because that's going to help keep your counter-charge engine alive. That's going to keep help. That's going to keep your opponent's um, play, your plays on opponent's turn alive. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's... Uh... So, I think people will play... I think this card is worth playing. And I don't think it's worth writing. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Uh... Nightmare Doll of the Abyss, Eleanor. So, uh, Nightmare Doll's got more support with this stride. It's uh, act once per turn. Choose a face-down worker roid from your G-zone and turn it face-up. So, it doesn't necessarily... What a weird condition. Yeah. Like, the Nightmare Dolls have kind of turned into going from Nightmare Doll to worker roid, which doesn't really branch out much within Pale Moon, because most of the worker roids are Nightmare Dolls. But, whatever. The point is, you can turn something besides her up if you wish to. Choose a card from your hand, put it into your soul. Look at the top ten cards on the t- from your deck. Search for up to one grade three workeroid from among them. Reveal it. Put it onto your vanguard as as a heart or into your soul and shuffle your deck. If you put your vanguard uh, on your vanguard as a heart, put all your other heart cards in the drop zone. So this was literally made to fix not riding Catherine. Which, but why? Because if you don't ride Catherine, it sucks. And... But this doesn't even fix that. Yeah. It's... <laughs> I don't know why they had put the other heart in the drop zone, because if you have to ride Alice, that sucks. And you go, oh, cool, I can just put Catherine on my Vanguard circle. And put Alice into my soul? Sorry, friend. It's going to the drop zone. Um, if you, like, so, unless you find multiple Alices, like, if yeah. you just ride Alice and don't have another grade three and you stride this card, yeah. and then you, you like, if you don't have an you won't have an Alice in your hand because you don't have another grade three, right? Yeah. And then you have to, if even if you find Eleanor, you don't get her on-ride skill. Because you're not riding yeah, her. You're putting her on heart. Lose the Alice that you rode previously. Yeah. I, well, why? Well, I mean, either the 11K base or um, that. I mean, it is nice that you can put something into your soul. So if you're looking for something real specific, you can do that. That's cool. Uh, mm-hmm. It's flexible. And people are probably going to run this at two at most. And hope to never, ever stride it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of how it is but uh i don't know it's fine it it, it kind of it, it sort of does its intended purpose i think it's about like a b minus of uh of like heart fixer right. yeah yeah um next up silverthorn dragon tamer lukier no they did not print the original lukier from bts7 instead they made her into a stride bonus much like uh, how they reprinted Maelstrom for Aqua Force, things like that. So uh, her her two abilities are in the Soul at Limit Break Four. You can Soul Blast another Silverthorn at the beginning of your main phase. You may pay the cost if you do. Call this card to Rearguard Circle. You may have this unit get plus three K until the end of the turn. After you do that, if you do at the end of the turn, put this unit into your Soul. So uh, if she's not your Vanguard, she can do other stuff, which is cool. And then the other skill is when your G unit with Silverthorn and its original card named Strides, 
Choose one of your vanguards until the end of the turn. It gets red text. When your unit with Silverthorn and its card near is placed on R from your soul, that unit gets plus 3k until the end of the turn. So it basically just makes all your stuff upright lion. Slash, it allows you to have your 9k's be able to poke. Uh, I think this thing's great. And, this thing's sweet. Yeah, and it keeps the name so you can just run Venus Lukier and be a cross ride. Awesome. Perfect. Also, it's cool yeah. is that the limit break four works when, even when your Vanguard's not grade three. So you can be like grade two, start your turn, soul blast one, call a star. Yeah. It's like pretty sweet. Yeah, mm. and limit break unlockers are a thing, so. It's true. Uh, I assume Pale Moon has one from somewhere. Yeah, it's uh, GBT05, I think. But still. <laughs> is that five? Yeah, yeah, like we're, we're, we're the, the the under the radar pillman. Yeah, yeah. So that that it, it was in there, I think. Um, and it's also a silverthorn, so good for them. Uh, there's not really much else to say about this. I know that uh, you know Ash, who we mentioned earlier, runs the Facebook group for just named after this card. <laughs> so that's cool. Uh, named after the old card. Or it's the same name. <laughs> Whatever. The URL may be different, but they're the same on the inside. All right. Uh, all right. My turn again. We have Face Magician Lappin, which, first, okay. This name is stupid. All right. Face Magician? I'm not even sure what that means. Like, what? She, she like, conjures faces? Like, ah, I got your nose or something. She has a bunch of cards, right? Yeah. But, like, why is it called Face Magician? I don't know. And then Lappin? Lappin sounds like like a person from the South talking about, like, a dog drinking from a bull. Oh, it's Lappin. Or something. I don't know. It's just a stupid name. Anyway, so she's a 9k grade 2. Magia. Act once per turn. Generation Break 2. Counterblast 1 if you have a Vanguard with Harry, which is no longer a problem, thank God. Choose a grade 1 card from your soul. Call it to R, and at the end of the turn, put the call unit into your soul. I don't know why they made this GB2. This isn't that strong of an effect. Um, that's not the but, reason you're going to be using it, though. The other skill is when this unit attacks, if you have a Vanguard with Harry, soul charge 1, this unit gets plus 2k until the end of the battle. Then, if the card you soul charged has the Magia ability, this unit gets plus 3k. So, the fact that the second, like, often, usually the thing of, oh, if I go first, I'm going to have to stride second... This does make that a little less painful because you can get to your three and then have her be an 11k attacker, possibly 14. Um, and then this is in conjunction with Dark Side Princess and another common we'll get to later where it's got it, like you have a nice little early game. It's a little bit. It's pretty good. Helps you set up your soul and stuff. I think this card sucks. She's whatever. It's not. It's not game changing. Like, it doesn't. Well, but... It is not worth being a double R for sure. And it is not worth being right, so, GB2. Here's what I hate about this card, right? So, first of all, the GB2 skill is, is like, stupid. stupid. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, you will, ne- almost, you will probably never use this in any game you ever play with this card. If it uh, was a- after it attacked, you do that? Perfect. Yeah. That'd be great. But... Secondly, this card is probably good on only the turn you ride grade 3. I mean, being an 11k poke, no matter what, is pretty nice. But Yeah, but... After after your opponent rides grade three, you need it to be fourteen almost always. Yeah, um, and like, well, okay. To be fair, you have strides that ma- manipulate your rear guards, lunatic, Mephisto, stuff like that. But mm-hmm. it's just like I'm not. I I picked up a playset. I'm running it at two at the moment. It's probably going to drop to one. That's all I have to say about it. I just 
I don't know. I, yeah. I, it's, I, I want guaranteed 14. Yeah. And, like, that that's just not something that's, that one can guarantee. What they should have had was if you have a Vandor with the Magia ability, then she gets the 3K. Then, instead of the, you know, soul char- if the thing soul charged has the Magia ability, mm-hmm. would have been better. Um, so, it says... What? I don't know. It's, it's just... The card, I think, is very poorly worded, I guess. Yeah, it, it's kind of weird, because in your head, it goes, you know, gets plus 2K, and then if the soul charge card... And they have the icon for soul charge. So, like, you're... How most people are going to look at it and go, wait, if it has the magic ability, I soul charge again? Like, no, just calm down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so whatever. Last okay. one. Last one in that little uh, double R chain, Lovely Companion. So it's a girl, like a Harlequin, like Playboy Bunny type figure. And she's got like symbols and shit. So that's cool. So she's another PG. So you discard her, uh, you know, choose a card from hand, discard it. And then when it's placed on guard circle from hand, you may pay the cost if you do choose one of your units that's being attacked and it cannot be hit. So this is Boucher. Lucky. Here's the problem. I'm not going to have rear guards I want to protect most of the time. So what do I care about this? And also, this is annoying because there is a new G-guard that could have made use of this because it allows you to guard from your soul. But no. They, they, Just they, run a... The original Hades Hypnotist? Hell yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and then Magia, GB2. You soul blast one when it's retired from the guard circle. If you have a Vanguard with Harry in its card name, which if it's GB2, you will. Uh... You may pay the cost if you do. Choose a grade two card from your soul, call it to R, and at the end of the turn, put that unit into your soul. My problem here is that I have no idea what I would want to call that can benefit me defensively on my opponent's turn. Now you're supposed to already have a spicy clown there. Yeah, supposed to. Uh, Ash tried the like GB1 special interceptor where it's like a 15k interceptor. Yeah. But like, yeah, like just not worth it. If this was called anything, I could call it an egg juggler. That'd be cool. Um, but yeah, I, I honestly can't find a big use for her or any use for her. I don't know. I may, maybe there'll be stuff to benefit this in the future, but for now our counter charge engine is so piss poor that we still need a dark side mirror master moving. Yeah. On. All right. So then there's the grand blue double R's and the first one is, um, seven C's dignitary night Zoella, uh, limit break four. Counterblast one card with seven C's in its card name. Choose two cards with seven C's in their names from your hand and discard them. At the end of the battle, this unit attacked Vanguard. You may pay cost. If you do, put this unit into your G-Zone face up. Choose one of your grade three cards with seven C's in its card name from your drop zone and ride it on Vanguard Circle at rest. So, so what they want you to do is they want you to be on Night Mist. They want you to stride this card and then break right on top of Night Mist during your, during your ride phase. Or during your battle phase. So it's good end dragger? Yeah, kinda. Yeah. This is kind of the vague good end draggerness, except you need to discard two cards instead of put a card in the soul, I believe. Yeah. But uh this card is um I mean let's be real, when is seven C's gonna do this card? <laughs> I like, mean like it, We can pretend that this might happen yeah. sometime. But probably not. I mean, maybe maybe uh, if Bushiro keeps trying to kill the grade one rush thing, they'll... Something they'll, like that. So, someone's going to give it a try at some point. Like, for what it is, it's it's a fine card. This like, is not the double R you want to open in your boxes because it's worth less than a dollar. No, no, it is not. But, 
actually when I, um, James was opening boxes, I needed, I need, I wanted a couple, a few, couple nights Zoellas, but I was like, if you don't open any of them, I'll be perfectly fine with that because that's good for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you can open none of these, and I'm, it's fine. Did he open any of them? He opened four. Oh, the poor, the poor <laughs> bastard. So okay. whatever. Um, so the next card is um, Ghosty Leader Demetria. So oh yeah, so in this set, they, in this set, they decided to make Ghosty an archetype, just because why not? Yeah, what is the deal? Uh, they want you people to play ghosties. Okay. So it has an uh, Vanguard Circle. When your rear guard is retired, choose a normal unit with grade less than that unit and ghosty in its card name from your drop zone. And you may call it rear guard circle. And if you do, that unit loses this ability until end of turn. Oh, this unit loses this ability until end of turn. Wait, so it's so you can only use it once, basically. Why not just make it once per turn? I don't know. Oh, I, I think... no, I know why. So that you can do it whenever you want. Like you don't have to do it the first time. Yes. You can choose which one you want to use it on. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's this is how these abilities should be templated or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. This is much better. All right. So then there's um, Soul Blast two ghost cards. So, so banshees are banshees are ghost. Oh, they are. No, ghost type. Yeah. So ban- all banshees are ghosts. So oh, you can cool. shove in Rusty's Soul Blast them and do more of this. Neato. When okay. it was placed on Vanguard Circle, you may pay that cost. If you do reveal cards from the top of your deck until a Grade One card is revealed. Choose a grade one with Ghosty and its card name from among them, and put into your hand and put it into your hand and put the rest into your drop zone. So get a stride fodder. All right, so this card is like, think how deep you can go with this deck if you weren't required to pay like fourteen grade ones. <laughs> oh my god. What? <laughs> just like and, mill like most of your deck at one time, and if then, you could just like cheese it and 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 then play a, a set magical explosion and turn. <laughs> <laughs> sure, but this, this would be like very funny. Yeah. Unfortunately, you're not allowed to do this. I mean, what would you like? Okay, if feasibly you could just keep going as long as you wanted, what would you do with that? I have no idea. Yeah, but, but... It's so fun. <laughs> Think how like isn't there some new car? Like I don't know. I, I, I there might be like if if they ever print a card that's like you know, when a card hits your drop zone, do something, right? Like, you just yeah. get all these effects at one time. Oh, you could, like, fun. dredge and Vanguard. That'd be so cool. Oh, if they gave, if they gave you guys, like, a Kotonoha for, for Mills, that'd be weird. Yeah. That'd be cool. It's so funny. Yeah. But no, that's not how that card works, so here we are. Bummer. Okay. So the next one is Maltreat Shade. That's so part of this, like, there's, like, three shades that are like this. And they're all ghosts, by the way. Oh, by the way, okay, what is the difference between a ghost and a shade, like... From a uh, no, a shade is a type of ghost. A shade is a type of ghost, but a ghost is not a type of shade. Is it like a square rectangle thing? Or Yes. Okay. Exactly. All right. Ghost is very general. Gotcha. So this card has hollow. Mm-hmm. And when it's retired from R due to the effect of, uh, of the hollow ability, so aka at the end of your turn, if you have a Vanguard with Night Resonance card name, you put this card in the bottom of your deck and counter charge one. And then when this unit attacks, if you have Vanguard with Night Rose in this name, it gets 2k for each of your hollowed units until end of that battle. That thing's good. Most decks will have just a couple of hollowed units, and this will be like 13 and not relevantly large. Yeah. Uh, this card is just probably not worth it. I mean, it's, it seems like, so on like that last call of the turn, and you're like, well, what do I call off of this? Like, this seems like the perfect thing to do, where you would get yeah. like, one more poke and then put it on bottom and get an unflip. Yeah, something like that. But what did, I, you, yeah, I don't, what did James I don't say know. about it? Jade does Jade thinks this card would be fine in decks like other decks that have like keyword abilities. Like if we replace this with like 
Um, I don't know. What's what's the what's another like state card? Charge. Charge uh, is off if they leave. Okay, another state. Um, blazing success. Uh, so. Yeah, like success, right? Yeah. Like if there's a card, it's like when this was retired due to the R, due to the effect of you know one of your cards, say instead yeah. of ability. And then if you have a Vanguard with Big Billy and the body reduct counter charge one. Yeah. And then it had when this unit attacks, if you have a Vanguard with Big Billy in its card name, this unit gets plus two K for each of your successful units. Hmm. It's like this like might be reasonable, right? Because it would it would reach success when it's boosted, right? Yeah. And this would go into standby, but it would already be successful. Mm-hmm. And, and it this counts like itself. a reasonable card, right? Yeah. But it's just not. <laughs> like this card would be much better in other clans. Yeah. Like templated the same way. I would I would totally play it in Big Belly, like just to get counter charges off. That'd be cool. I mean it would just be a huge card randomly, right? <laughs> yeah. All <laughs> and right. it would like charge you go back to your deck and like yeah. it'd be like it, it, like it's another grade two, which like obviously you don't have a lot of space for, but like the grade twos are already like really good in Grand Blue, and I don't think you really care about this card. Not really worth the double R space, huh? Mm, probably not. Shame. Okay. So the last one, speaking of probably not worth it, it's Seawall Banshee. I love the art on this thing. All right, so this is one of these cards that are like... Oh, this card is also a ghost, by the way. Yeah. So this is one of these cards that you're supposed to play that's supposed to like return to your hand for various reasons or something. Yeah. And so this one is um, obviously has the PG skill. Uh, choose one of your units. Yeah. It's being attacked and can't be hit, blah, blah, blah. It's, you know, same shit. And then it has GB2, Soul Blast 1, choose a card from your hand, discard it, and then choose another Seawall Banshee from your di- drop zone and put the bottom of your deck. When this hollowed unit is retired, if you have a Vanguard with Night Rose's card name, you pay cost. If you do, return this card to your hand. But so, like, Ezra's reminds me of Ezra's? Yeah, exactly. But you have to call it, hollow it, retire it. Yeah, I mean... And that, then Soul Blast 1. Yeah, and discard which Ezra's you just have to discard or sack something. But, yeah. Ezra's is like the freest PG they've ever made. And like every other one of these returning PGs has just been worse than Ezra's in almost every way. Well, just because they've already made that mistake. So they're like, well, shit. Right. And um, Shadow Pout gets the first one, so they get the best one. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't care about this card, really. I, I, some people like it. I just would run on flippy things. Yeah. I think you're either running this either A, if you're budget, that's fine. B, uh, if, like, you know, they ever decide to hit Water Spout Gin, why would they? Um, but, like, you know, it's whatever. They would never hit a GPG. Yeah. If a GB- GPG gets hit, Something uh, is they need to reevaluate what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> So, so yeah, those are the those are the double R's. Yeah, so those are the double R's. So now it's time for the part where we look through the commons and rares and uh, you know talk about any of them that caught our fancy um, mm-hmm. or we think are going to change the game. So now, uh, so we're adding more stuff to the broken common club, or you know, okay, not broken. There's nothing broken in this set, uh, but there are some things that you know uh, you know caught my eye a little bit. So one of them was. Uh, damn it. I lost my place. Where is it? Um, well, okay, I'll talk about Pleasure Caster first, because I just came across that. Uh, Pleasure Caster is uh, another starter, so 4-runner, and then 
in the soul, you can G, uh, GB1 counterblast one. Rename your main phase if you have a Vanguard with Harry, so all the time. You may pay the cost. If you do, soul charge one, call this card R, and it gets plus 2k until end of turn. Um, again, this is easily outclassed by Poison Boots, who get it himself out for free and something else. So The card's nuts. Yeah. And you also don't need a Harry Vanguard. Yeah, that's true. So if you before, if you misrode, it was still fine. Exactly. And then the other skill was Soul Blast 1, put this unit into your soul. At the end of the turn, you may pay the cost if you do choose one of your rear guards with the Magi ability and return it to your hand. So this is the thing, th- that part is the, the one that catches my eye a little bit. Um, if, like, if Lovely Companion ever ends up being useful, uh, you can, you know, if you soul charge it, you can call it out and then use this to put it back in your hand at the end of the turn. So, interesting. Uh, a couple of friends of ours have tried testing this and they have done literally nothing with it. I haven't actually touched it yet. Uh, I'll... It, it's it's just one of those things where y- your brain goes, there's something there, but I don't know what. I just don't know why this card doesn't have the magic ability. I don't know. Why why wouldn't it? Though? So weird. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, It seems like it should, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I want to bring up a card because, well, yeah. you know, you got to play decks that are bad, but, you know, are funny. Yeah. Gun Salute Dragon End of Stage. Oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> So this card is... Alright, so when this is placed on Vanguard and rides a grade 3 unit. So you have to, like, ride on top of another grade 3. It gains a red tech skill. Uh, at the end of battle's unit attacked, you can counterblast 2, choose 4 of your rear guards and put them into soul. And then if you do not have any cards in... Uh, oh, sorry. It, it, but you can only play this cost if you have no cards in soul. Yeah. None. So you have to get rid of every single card in your soul every time. And then you can stand this unit. Yeah, and then and it's just like, what is this condition? I think it's from the manga. Like that, there was a, <laughs> a card. Like the whole point was you're supposed to empty out your soul or something. And then the other still is when it attacks Vanguard, you can empty out your soul. If you do, it gets plus five k for each card put and drops it until the end of battle. Uh, yeah, there there was a like an infinite combo with this thing. It was like a seven card combo. It's so like, <laughs> it's so derpy and so funny, but like. You just know there's going to be, like, some dude who goes, you know what, my friends are dragging me to this regional, let's knock some heads for no reason, <laughs> and then just... Somebody's going to lose to this at a regional and be like, "What? why? Yeah. Why did this happen to me? Like, because yeah. you know that guy probably lost, like, almost every other game. Yeah. But he beat you with this deck, and you're just <laughs> like, why? I don't want to talk about this thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah, this card is something. You can only do it, you, I think you're, I think you can attack, like, seven times with this card, but, yeah. like... yeah. Come on, let's go. Seven, and you're not losing any cards from hand, by the way. So, yeah, but you lose four cards from deck every time you attack. The two true. drive checks, the two soul charges. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. It is a loop or something. It is definitely a loop. Uh, I I do want to talk about the G guard for a second. So they made the G guards in this set a rare, which is interesting. Yep. They had, uh, so, Jester, Demonic Dragon, Wandering Dragon, which I guess is like Lunatech's little brother or something. So, uh, when it's placed on Guard Circle, Soul Charge, choose a card from your soul and call it to Guard Circle. So, this is interesting to me. Um, I do think it's nice where you can kind of empty out your, your soul of junk, where you're like, alright, the I Soul Charge the heal from a skill, and I don't know what to do with it, just bring it out with me. Um, it's a really free G guard and I like it a lot. I just wish that fucking like 
our either our counter charge engine didn't suck, so I could use this with Hades Hypnotist, or like you know, Lovely Companion would work when not from hand. Rant over. Yeah. Um, okay, th- this is the one I was looking for originally. Dra- uh, Dagger Magician Eddie. So she's magi- uh, 17 grade 1 Magia. When placed on Rear Guard from hand, if you have a Vanguard with Harry, choose a grade 2 or greater card from your soul. You may call it to R in the same column as this unit, and at the end of the turn, put that unit into your soul. And then uh, auto put this unit into your soul. At the end of your turn, if you have a Vanguard with a Magia ability, you may pay the cost if you do Soul Charge 1. So none of this is GB, and people see the from hand thing and go, well, why the fuck would I want to play this? And I put it as a one-of, and I'm liking it a lot because it allows you to do this on turn two, which is pretty nice. Like, you go, you know, like, attack for, like, like with a dark side princess or something, and then you can just call it when you first get to grade three and get it, you know, get your princess back out or, like, pretty much any, like, it's very flexible, um... And also, at the end of your turn, you put it back in Soul and Soul Charge. So with, uh, it helps you build Soul early game. And then if you have like Soul Blast cost, she's perfect. Just get her the fuck out of there. She's not doing anything. So, I don't know. It's it's something to think about. I think this, I think this card is like reasonable. Yeah. Um, one card I wanted to bring up for Grand Blue was Fatal Shade. Fatal it's a great Shade. one, rare. Has the Hollow ability and yeah. GB one. Uh, Soul Blast 1, put this card in the bottom of your deck. When this unit is retired uh, from your guard effect due to the effect of the hollow ability, you if you have a Vanguard with Night Resonance card name, you pay cost. If you do, choose a non-grade 1 card from your drop zone and call it to R. So this card has uh, some decent use for um, defensive plays. For like, So what you can do is, is you can just call this card as like a regular booster. It dies at the end of turn. You Soul Blast 1, put it on the bottom of your deck, and then you call like something you didn't want to call during your battle phase to just sit on your board. Oh, so you like pull the Nedralazy out and just put it in the back there or something like that. Pull, put put a cannon in there somewhere, you know, whatever you want. Yeah, that's pretty good. Like, yeah, I think this this card is has utility, and you're not gonna play like very many copies of this card at all. Yeah, but you're gonna play uh some decent amount. Like you you're you might you, like you can easily fit one of those cards in your deck. Mm-hmm. And I th- I th- and I think it is worth doing. Uh, uh, let's see. I I I'm glad they reprinted. Um, not only Sky High Walker, but like they they just had like uh, what was I thinking of? King, King Serpent. Serpent. King Serpent. They reprinted King Serpent. But the art's worse. I like the new art a lot what better actually. What is wrong with you? I don't know. Um, you have brain problems. All right, just for that, uh, another card I think that's worth mentioning: Matt the Ghosty. Stop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you brought this on yourself, Forerunner. I mean, this card is obviously broken. Act, put this into your soul. Put two cards from the top of your deck into the drop zone. And if you put a card with Ghosty in its card name, Soul Charge, then if you put a, two cards with Ghosty, Counter Charge one. So I mean, this card is obvious. Yeah, like everyone should play. Everyone should play four of it. Yeah, like obviously, you're just gonna like draw this, shove two into your soul, and then you're just gonna like it's free Soul Charging and Counter Charging. Yeah. And you get to mill a bunch. Like, this card is just broken. Yeah. Every th- th- this is the most broken thing since Polish Penguin. Yeah, so you uh, can, like, you can like put four of these in your soul. Like, stride gash. Like, call four back. Put them in your soul again. Mm-hmm. And you just get so much value. Like, your second gash can call, like, ten things with this card. Like, it's just insane. <laughs> um, I thought I should mention this, not because of the effect, but because of your uh, Matt's strange relationship with this card. Streaming Banshee. Uh, what you, what's strange about it? Okay, no, it's not strange. It's just like you. 
isn't your quest to like collect all of them ever or something? What? what? Okay, so yeah. this is the most adorable Vanguard card that's ever been created, and let me tell you why. All right, so first of all, first of all, she's a banshee, right? Yeah. She's a ghost. Yeah. Very important to understand that this girl's a ghost. She's underwater, so surely it's not a surprise to her that she's a ghost. Yeah. Right. And she's look her the the expression on her face is clearly fear. Yeah. And there's a little ghosty here that's being yelled at, and and I assume dying. Yeah. <laughs> it has little X's in his eyes. Well, so she is a ghost being scared by a ghost. Yeah. And screaming, but she's a fucking banshee. So yeah. the ghost is killed by her scream. And the ghost, which is already dead, is killed again by her scream. That's... How is this not just the greatest thing they've ever made? And underwater, by the way. Sound doesn't travel too well underwater. <laughs> like, um, what is even happening on this card? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, like, well, what? <laughs> so the effect is hollow. GB1, when it's placed on rear, choose one of your rear guards with a hollow ability, and you can have it become hollowed. And then GB1, when this unit is retired from R due to the hollow ability, you may bind this card face up if you do draw a card. Um, I've heard people go, what? yeah, no, I've I've actually heard people go, but, but like, I can just replace the three mix that are missing with this. I'm like, you don't want to run stand triggers. You want to kill people. And stand triggers are fine in Grand Blue. I guess so. But, like, just, I don't know. It hardly seems worth it. Yeah. I mean... They're they're good. They were well. They were good when you had Meg. <laughs> I yeah. guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So they're they're less good now that you don't have. Um, well, that well the ban list has not come to the West yet. So yeah. Uh, I mean, that's assuming that I, in happens. Japan, like I well, I don't know what they'll do in Japan. I I assume they'll just run eleven crit. I yeah. can't think of why you would do anything else. Um. One other thing I wanted to bring up was um the seven C's triggers. Yeah. So seven C's got both a crit and a draw. Yeah. And the crit is cool because there was no, like. These these are great because Spinal requires that you discard a 7Cs card. Yeah. So the previous iterations of the 7Cs decks needed to run a lot of, like, there, like you couldn't very well discard triggers to the effect of Night Spinal because you didn't have triggers that were 7Cs. Yeah. But now with the addition of these triggers, you have these crits, which are 7Cs that you can discard Night Spinal, and these draw Night Spinal to call this unit. Yeah. So some versions of the um, Grade 1 deck you play uh draw triggers now yeah which is cool it's do you, a cool change do you think the okay in terms of the set in general uh do you think this changes like it definitely changes the decks that they're supposed to support a lot mm -hmm. um but i'm wondering if this affects the metagame on the whole i think so this gives grand blue um an out to play against luard like very well like dragoot is gonna yeah. is going to be good against luard yeah and I think, like, this makes that matchup better. Yeah. So the previous uh, strategy for Luard versus Night Rose was to keep Night Rose player at a fairly low, usually around three counter blast. Yeah. So there's a big gap from three to four counter blast what the Night Rose player can do. Mm -hmm. And they can still make plays on three. So don't count them out completely. They can make some strong plays at three. But your goal as Luard is to limit their plays because you know they're going to move through your de their deck. You know they're going to move through their deck what? Faster than you are, ah, because okay. they're milling. They're you know, they they need to find their pieces, some you know, decently fast. Yeah, and so they they need to go through their deck, mm -hmm. and they're gonna draw lots of cards with things like rough seas and stuff. Yeah, so it's it's important, like so that before, um, you need 
the Luard player would event like be able to stall out. But you could actually turn off a lot of the advantage the Luard player can gain by wiping their field every turn. Yeah. So that's the goal. Sounds about right. Um I know I know for Pale Moon, Nightmare Dolls get like just a little bit more consistency out of this, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh so Silverthorns uh now have something to do with their, you know, stride and then have a stride bonus. So fine, I guess. Magia has all these possibilities and I have no idea how any of them work, but I'm sure it's gonna be mediocre. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> yeah. Um the seven C's deck gets um a new grade one that they can ride. Mm-hmm. So now they have twelve seven C's grade ones that they can ride, which is pretty important. Yeah. And there's a new grade two that they can uh Night Jasper that also, you know, fills the spot. Oh there you go. So yeah, there's uh there's some new stuff. And there's also a ghosty deck, but I don't. I, I mean, I assume it's going to be very medium, but I don't know anything about it. I I just thought I, I literally thought it was. Hey, we have all these ghosty cards. You want to just kind of make them into an archetype? Eh, fuck it. Why not? Like <laughs> every every clan has like their you know their like kind of ongoing like archetype, just but that's common by name and not by like what they mm-hmm. do. Like Pale Moon has Beast Tamers, Grand Blue had Ghosties. And you know, in, in, like the the paladins have doll like the the dogs that do like just that kind of thing. Yep. Um, but whatever, it's it, it it's a fine set. Uh, so they keep reprinting the swordmaster mimic card, and it never did anything, and never will. Yeah, I'm not really sure why they keep reprinting it. What's uh, I I remember it's it, when it's placed on R, uh, from drop zone, it gets three K, and then if it's hollow, it gets another three K. It's a seven K grade one, so it just becomes a thirteen K. Okay. Like this card is awful, right? Like I'm not confused and thinking this card is just abysmal right no it's not it's like it, I, I think what they what they were what was supposed to happen was that's for early game and then they just forgot to take gb1 GB off one. of it they forgot to G- take gb1 off of it oh i see yeah. <laughs> where, where, where it was like a jenkins god damn it i oh well we already printed yeah. it too late yeah. can't go back yeah J- jenkins and it was a it was a promo so yeah jenkins from game design fucked it up again yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, this set is, I think, is much better for Grand Blue than it is for, for Pillman. Well, P- uh, Grand Blue is in a better spot to begin with, but yes. And um, this set is better for them <laughs> than Pillman. I mean, the, the the major things that all three variants of Pillman got from this was consistency, which is fine. Sure. But the... Uh, That's not what they need right now, though. Yeah, they need, like, finishing power. Yes. So, ending games is hard. Yeah, and like, I, I I feel like a fucking dumbass for. I remember when Lunatech came out. I'm like, this is the finisher we need, and then now it's just like, ugh, so not worth it, you know. Okay, I have a crit. I guess G guard. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh sucks. Um. Yeah, yeah. sets uh, sets the set's cool. Um, I, I mean, this is a this is a fine set. I don't think it's necessarily above average. It's definitely, I think the set is it's definitely support. It definitely helps, but it's not like completely over the top. Yeah, it, it's it, it's not. It's also I not think one a lot of, of the best. Go on. It, it's not one of those sets someone's going to buy into so they can flip everything because half of the set is just like dirt cheap or three quarters yeah. more like. So whatever. I, I think a lot of the value in this set is just simply, uh, you know, Dragoot, Negersonger, um, Starlight, yeah. these cards. 
So yeah. What were you gonna say though? Uh, I don't think there's any like busted commons or anything in this particular no, set. It's no. just there's just some good cards, and in the average set, like if your clan gets a port, like four cards is a lot. Like if you get you feel you feel like four good cards, or you know like cards that actively improve your deck. Yeah. Like in an obvious way, I think uh, I think that's reasonable support. Mm-hmm. Like it's really hard to get support and you get like ten playable cards unless it's like. You know, the first time a clan is getting support, or like, yeah, or or and and if it's something, if you know, if a clan's getting like a huge update, like usually there's a TD involved. Yeah. So, so but wait, yeah, I, I I'm trying to count all the playable cards. So you have Dragoot, you have Nedrasonger, uh, Starlight Night Rose, uh, Fatal Shape, Fatal Shape, and the G Guard. There you go. Yeah. So like five ish. Let's like, see. That's more than enough. Let's see. Pilmon's got. Or at least in Magia, Harry Phantom, the G Guard, Lappin, maybe. Um, that's kind of it. And then the Silver Silverthorns and Dolls, I think, had a better time at this than Magia did. Agreed. Agreed. Oh well. And then of course that that uh, that young end of, uh, end of stage that thing's gonna tear the meta down. <laughs> Clearly busted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well, join us next week. We'll we'll be joined by. Hopefully, Gabe again, but also Ash, and we'll be talking about Pale Moon on the whole. So, Matt, you can like just laugh. At I don't want to die. <laughs> what? You don't want to die? I don't want to die yet. Well, actually, I do, but I don't. I, I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to say. Yeah, whatever. Well, until next time, I was Atlas. And I'm Matt. And have a good night, everyone. The Ghosty. I want to take the time to thank anybody who found this podcast. Uh, I also recommend sharing it with your friends, family, anybody who likes Vanguard. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud or on your podcast app, that little purple thing that goes in the folder that, of the stuff you can't delete, like stocks. Who uses stocks? Anyway, you can also tweet me, Atlas Novak, so at A-T-L-A-S-N-O-V-A-C-K. You can also tweet at Nexus at Night, N-E-X-U-S-A-T-N-I-G-H-T. Or you can tweet the Nexus Core YouTube channel, so at N-E-X-U-S-C-O-R-P-S. Be sure to check out that YouTube channel. Uh, we have, you know, card fights and deck profiles and all that good stuff.